You are listening to Lord Have Mercy, a podcast about God, sex, and the Bible. I'm your host, Crystal Cheatham, and today I'm interviewing Antonia Terrasas. I think that's how you say her name, <laughs> uh, about her project, Holy Blackout. In this episode, she talks about her mountaintop moment, and I think we all have those, where something shifts in our lives and suddenly we are on a journey to find our truest selves. Between politics and social justice and identity, where does faith fit in? And now, Antonia. Well, I want to welcome you to Lord Have Mercy. Um, and Thank you. The audience is very progressive, very open and searching, trying to figure out where they fit into between like politics and social justice and personal identity. Uh, where does faith fit in? And I thought that you would be a great guest because of this project that you're doing. And before we get into Holy Blackout, I just want to ask, tell me, tell me a bit about, um, about your background. Yeah. Um, Say, say a little you more look queer that. as fuck, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, like which part? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And your name is My, Antonia, which makes you, I mean, it, it sounds like you're Latina. Which right, is, okay. So I can, I'll give you, you know, the like, the Twitter bio version of, of things. Um, yeah. Um, so actually I had to write this list out for myself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The intersections of your identity. Right. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's a lot. So I, I, you know, I am a queer, fat, femme, bisexual, cis woman. <laughs> um, Listeners all of those can't, things working together. Right. <laughs> Listeners can't see me, but I'm like pumping my fist over yeah, here. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you're like, yes, you're, you're with me. You're with me. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm an Episcopalian. I've, you know, but still have some Pentecostal tendencies because nobody ever has enough Holy Spirit for me. Um, I'm mixed race. So I have one white parent and one Mexican American parent. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I also call myself a writer, a theologian and a chaplain. So all those things swirling around together. (laughs) When did you, um, how, how does your, your queerness, um, work with your, your spirituality or Christianity? Yeah. Um, I think for a while my spirituality was sort of blocking out my queerness, as I'm sure a lot of people mm, can relate to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in some, and I've, I've heard my friend uh, Emily Joy say something similar in that she, as somebody who also came out sort of later in life, even to herself or even to myself, um, I feel like, my brain was sort of protecting me from <laughs> recognizing my own queerness because I knew I was in a environment where like I, it would not be safe for me to like come to that realization about myself. So thank you brain, I think. Um, so yeah. Um, it wasn't until my faith and my spirituality started to open up um, that I was like, able to make some realizations about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so you were I mean, like a little older is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. I was in seminary. So okay. no, I didn't come out till I was like 23 or 24. I felt the same yeah. way where there was just, too. <laughs> ugh, you know what? And I, I just, I don't even know if it's just queerness. 
um, but your mm-hmm. your religion can block out your sexuality in general. Like I oh, know yeah. so many straight people. So percent, hundred percent. Like I was just very, just in general, super repressed. Oh yeah. For like I didn't, I like didn't let. I mean, and some, you know, some of it is my spirituality. Some of it is like fat phobia. So you know, like all these mm-hmm. things. Like I didn't let myself have crushes really. Mm-hmm. Um, until like college and then I like freaked out and I was like, I don't know what to do with these feelings <laughs> and they're obviously bad. <laughs> like what is this? Um, you know, and even then it was primarily about, about men. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, uh, yeah. So it, it really does just like block, block a lot of things out. Um, I forgot where I was going after that, but yeah. And then you, you, so you, you did come out. Oh, yeah. So I came out there. It is. I came out um, to myself in seminary. Um, basically, the day after my twenty fourth birthday, I was like, "Well, it's time to change my OK Cupid preferences." <laughs> Great. <laughs> and that same day, I also like started to find a therapist. So I was like, "Great, thank you." Best birthday presents to myself. Right. The <laughs> two things are: this is something I can't avoid anymore, and I need help. Right. Yeah, I would say that they're very much, you know, tied together. I can't really imagine having a faith that like wasn't a queer faith at this yeah. point. Um and you know and actually um the like combination of being like queer and a person of faith or queer and Christian sort of in my mind there's like a parallel between like what it means to be bisexual too, like being mm. Two seemingly opposite things at the same time, you know? Um, So in my mind, they kind of, those things are kind of linked. Um, Yeah. I mean, Elio, Elio Cruz is, uh, do you know Elio with LGBT? Yeah. He has a a really great way of just owning his bisexuality and his faith and putting it out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really fun when I get to work with him. Yeah. He is great. Yeah, I miss him. What a little cutie. Where is he? I don't know. He's running around wearing capes and glitter. It's wonderful. He's usually in my life all the time. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so how did you end up reconciling your faith with your sexuality? So it's just like, it's not mm. easy living between the, between, um, between the, either you're straight or you're gay. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not easy navigating that middle ground because Mm -hmm. everybody wants you to have a title. Mm -hmm. But then also, (laughs) but then also I, I imagine, you know, approaching friends and family and walking into a career where, you know, this stuff really freaking matters for some dumb reason. Um, Right. Why? (laughs) Why is it, was it like, what was that like? Was it really hard? Um, How did you sort that all out? Yeah, it was really hard. Um, actually, I mean, and some of the story, you know, I can't really share too much of because it doesn't fully belong to myself. But mm. my most of my struggling and my, you know, the shit that I had to come to terms with had to do with um, with having somebody who was very close to me, um, uh, you know, having knowing them to be queer. Mm-hmm. And struggling with my own feelings about that for years and years. And 
angry and frustrated and I was angry and frustrated. Well, I was I was more like I went out. from angry to grossed out to I think eventually I just came to a place of like deep sadness for this person. Like I just couldn't see mm. how queerness could be anything could be life-giving and beautiful yeah. and like all these different things. So I, you know, I was there for like 10 years with this person and really, and sort of, and having to keep my own secrets for them. And like, I consider those to be, you know, my experiences of the closet actually more mm. than having to do with me is, yeah. is being there with this person that I loved and not knowing how to deal with that. So finally in, it was after my, my first year of seminary, I went, I did an internship as many seminarians do and I was in the mountains of, like, the Appalachian Mountains in North Carolina, like, on a mountain by myself. <laughs> and, and I was like, all right, this is the summer. I'm, like, getting the books. I'm, like, getting the queer books. I'm, like, doing the stuff. I'm, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I, I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of, you know, just – and I was lucky, too, to be in an environment where – with a particular group of friends who – just normalized like being affirming and being people of faith. Yeah. Like it just wasn't even a question in this particular circle of friends. And I was like, what? (laughs) How are you doing this with your brain right now? You know? And so that summer I had a lot of solitude, which is hard for an extrovert. Um, Mm. But I got to have conversations with myself about (laughs) important stuff. That must've been so tough. It was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> my my I have like a similar story because when when I was in high school, um, one of my friends was constantly teased and they called him gay all the time. And mm. I was always defending him. And then mm. uh at some point he <laughs> came out and I was like one of the last people to for him to tell. And that was because like I was constantly, you know, defending him. And right. it was so hard to just like accept it and love mm-hmm. him through it. And I think for the most part, I wasn't uh, mean to him up front or anything like that. And I was just kind of just like cautious and guarded and didn't quite know how to, mm-hmm. you know, take it all in. And, um, and this is, I wanted to, <laughs> I did, I did something that to this day, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I wrote, I wrote a song for him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, Oh my God, I'm not even going to tell you that. I can't. <laughs> we'll have that cringy shit in our past. It's Cringe. Okay. Cringeworthy. Yes. Um, like, but, yeah. I, but I took it so hard, I think, because I was also, because it, it, it meant that the footing that I was standing on was uncertain, you know, yes. with my sexuality. And so when I see people that come out, you know, and have, family that are so angry with them I'm like there's probably something there because it makes them insecure just a little bit just a little bit and yeah and sometimes that is a that could be about their own sexuality and also like just for a lot of people I think this question around like sexuality and what God thinks about it or whatever is like one it's like it's the slippery slope fear right like if this if I if I concede that like maybe these six verses or like maybe this dude named Paul was just a dude or whatever, like maybe like Mm -hmm. maybe if that is, you know, is vulnerable and fragile, then like the whole system of my entire faith is like 
is loses some meaning, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and yeah. so it, be, it's becomes really personal really quickly. Mm. Um, which is tough. <sighs> so hard. So hard. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you were on a mountaintop right. I was on in a mountain the middle of nowhere having your like come to Jesus my, moment. My come to like epiphany moment. I came down from the mountain. My face was shining. You know? uh, You're holding so tablets. Right. I'm like, here it is. I've got it. I understand <laughs> myself. Yeah. No, I had it. So that was the summer that I changed my OkCupid references. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to. I'll just see about this. And no, I, but wait, you know. like, what, what happened up there? Like, what, what did you hear oh. God telling your heart? Or what Bible verses really spoke to you? Or, like, was there, like, an event? Um, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it. I feel like maybe much like being on the mountain, there are, like, certain things that are, like, kind of still shielded for me. Like, I don't really know... Mm what that experience is like I I know a couple things I know that once I figured once I came to a place I mean, I was getting ahead of myself but once I came to a place where I knew that I could fully accept and affirm this loved one that I had been like just in the struggle with you know it was like once I had that piece figured out so to speak mm-hmm. it was like okay like okay, great. Like I'm at peace with this person. I'm at peace with like their, who they are and like everything that that means. And then it was like, suddenly there was like space for me too. It was like, there's space for me to understand myself more. It was like, once that piece was figured out, it was like, Oh, okay. That's me too. I, it was, it was, which is so weird. Like, it's not like I had had, you know, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's still kind of strange. I'm still kind of doing, I mean, I think a lot of people who like come out quote unquote later in life, like have to do a little bit of like queer archeology, span you know, like (laughs) (laughs) digging through the bones, right? Like, okay. Like, uh, you know, all those feelings for Alexa Vega and spy kids. Those were something more than (laughs) like when I was 11, there was something more going on. Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. having to like excavate <sighs> through my um through my life you but, are not lying um, it I, is exactly like you're doing a dig you know <laughs> it's finding precious <laughs> precious things in the dirt precious things and clues and hints and indiana jones yeah um i think i think for me i actually couldn't go to the bible first um first of all i am a theology person not necessarily a scripture person <laughs> Okay. Me, you know, which is an annoying, like... What's the difference? Well, so, like, that's a, that's, like, a, a thing that, that, like, gets said in seminary a lot, I feel like, mm. is, like, either you, you are someone who, like, really gets into, like, the exegetical work, mm-hmm. and, like, you address scripture itself, or, and these are, like, bad binaries, right, but, or you're, like, you know, doing more theological work, like, within maybe, like, the tradition of the church, or, like, okay. um, you know, doing more theories and like actual textual work. So my, my teachers that summer um, were actually um, uh, Rowan Williams. He wrote the, um, the body's grace, Mm -hmm. um, which is like 10 pages on sexuality that like changed my life. (laughs) Um, And some of the best, you know, 
best writings on, on that that I, that I found. Um, actually, I read um, the scripture piece for me, what ended up being um, Matthew Bynes' book, God and the Gay Christian, because I was like, okay, I need somebody to break down these you know, verses or whatever for me. And he did all the he did all of the study work. So I was like, cool, I'll take that. Thank you very much. Um, but then, I mean, really after that, it was also just, I, I really just sat with the words of the poet um, Rilke for about a year. Um, he's, he's writing, you know, a letter to another, a fellow poet friend of his. Mm-hmm. And it, it actually is about, some facet of sexuality, but he says, you know, um, be patient towards all that is unsolved in your heart mm. and learn to love questions themselves. Yeah. And so I, so for me, that was about loving the question, these questions about how my faith interacted, you know, with my sexuality, how just, just honoring the space of questioning, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah. what, was how I identified because I didn't I don't think I used the word bisexual for almost a year after that you know yeah. um, Ooh, that gives me chills I love that so much I love that <laughs> you know just resigning yourself to the questions because that's the tough part is living in the middle living in the undecided mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, I think right now working on our bible app my mm-hmm. favorite devotionals and I mean, we have a wealth of just like amazing authors, and hopefully, I'll get you to write something. <laughs> but we we'll have, talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have some amazing writers, and um, I love the ones that that focus on on doubt, you know, and call mm-hmm. it out because mm-hmm. we're constantly doubting, we're constantly um, afraid, and choosing the wrong path. If there always is, you know, a right one and a wrong one, we're always going, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> in circles. Yeah, you know, and. And that is part of the human experience. And so that means that we have to pay attention to it and call it out. So um, I love that's the way that you describe your, uh, your spirituality. Mm, yeah. Thanks. I, you know, I, I kind of don't know another way to do it. <laughs> I think it's a lot, a lot of it is about the questions, but that means, you know, sticking with a question means that it's still a live question, right? So you've not like wholly rejected any one thing necessarily. Yeah. Um, like you're, you're still in the struggle. Like you're still struggling, like Jacob struggled. Like, you know, you're still, yeah. you're still fighting it out. You haven't let go until you find yes. the blessing, right? Like yeah. that's. Um, and I think that's, to me, that's what um, this big heavy word called Christianity is supposed to be. It's not supposed mm-hmm. to be where you go to a church and, you learn a thing and then you do the thing and you don't ask questions because somebody mm-hmm. else in history has already done all the work. You know, mm-hmm. Christianity is supposed to be theolo- theologizing your personal experience and making sure that this truth that we call the Bible, like it actually sticks, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the divine present that we all get is to live our lives fully and you, you seem to like open a door and discover yourself more fully when you came out. Um, But the idea is for us to live our lives fully and throw our questions against the Bible. And every single time it should come back as proof that it is true. You know, like the word of God is true and the way that we're supposed to treat each other is true. Um, Anyway. Hey, let's pay the bills. Lord Have Mercy is brought to you by The Sorting Chat, 
a newish podcast where three women talk minutiae related to Harry Potter, drink, and laugh alongside occasional guest stars. Like any true lover would, they take J.K. Rowling's source material too seriously, but not so seriously that they can't make fun of themselves for it. They post on the first Thursday of each month, and sometimes more. Visit thesortingchat.com. And now, let's hear more from Antonia. How did how did this experience of like coming out and going to divinity school lead to holy blackout? Which is yeah, more of like so a feminist I, thing. It's like so <laughs> It's yeah, I mean it's it's a little bit of everything. So yeah. I um I guess maybe you should tell us what holy blackout is first. Oh yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> so um well I can I can actually do that while while talking about how I how it yeah, started. Okay. So, um, I, you know, going to seminary, um, and just, you know, and coming out and just having to do a different kind of excavation and archeology span on my own life. Right. Mm-hmm. And like figuring out, okay, like what were the messages that I grew up with? Am I remembering them correctly? Am I like gaslighting myself into thinking that like things were worse or better than they actually were or something like that as far as like the faith and the homophobia and the just version of Christianity that I was like brought up with, like what, you know, what's that about? So I bought on Amazon for two cents plus shipping, um, my Christian worldview textbook. Um, I think it was in the middle of seminary when I did this. It's called Understanding the Times. Um, mm-hmm. I actually have it right here. Um, and I uh, just like started reading it to see like, just like, okay, like, have I been telling the truth about my own story? Like, what's the, you know, what's the deal? And it was, it was as bad as I like remembered it mm-hmm. to be. And then I just, you know, and then I had heard of the, the sort of, format of um blackout poetry and there's another like fancy french word for it that like starts with an r and i can't think of it right now um (laughs) no no it's like like not yeah i can't think of it i'll have to to find it maybe um but yeah i mean redacting is like another sort of word (laughs) for that it's Um, not french (laughs) it's not not french it's fine who knows everything probably was french at one point but um (laughs) And so I started to like pick apart this text that had been super influential at one point in my life and like turn it into something new and different. And so, you know, I'd had a kind of a practice of, of doing that um, and sharing it like online or with my friends or whatever. And, and um, people being, you know, very touched and moved by, by that kind of work. Um, Mm-hmm. Then I went to a, there's a big ass used bookstore like sale every year in Dallas mm-hmm. and the religion section because of the, because of where I am and what kind of shit people read here was full of gems like I kiss dating goodbye and like, right. When, when, right. And then what's my other one? Oh, the one that I grew up with was when the bride wore or why the bride wore white. Yes, me too. And and the bride wore white. There it is. Seven secrets to sexual purity. And then there was a every young woman's battle, which I remember. And, you know, just all of these books. And I was like, damn, like 
I am like pathological and like fucked up, so I like need to buy these books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little masochistic. I need them. <laughs> I, like, I need receipts. I like need the receipts on this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like just so people like just to know Such that. harmful it. language. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so bad. So then I just, you know, it really just started with me just like that was my way of answering the text and. So thinking it about the books and then what? So then I then I just like started then I was like, well, you know, I did this with this one other book where I made these these poems happen. So I just started um I started, you know, it's a process of of picking apart pages of these books and finding like a new hidden message like for myself. Um you know, mm. burning away the dross to use a yeah. biblical <laughs> refining fire, maybe. Yeah. Um, and well, it's freaking cool. So, like, one of them, and you're on Instagram doing this. And yeah. How long at, have you been doing it? So, just for a month. And right so now, you have like over a thousand, almost a thousand people following you, and uh, something like that. We're we're at like seven hundred, but yeah, you oh, know. Pretty close. Unless I just got 300 followers in the past, like, 20 minutes. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been trying to connect with, you know, people who are from kind of a similar background mm-hmm. as me or, like, need, need to, you know, think about these texts in a totally different way. Or I love that, I love that. I love that this is part of your therapy. Like, that's so cool. And that you are um, clapping back at purity culture, which <laughs> is ridiculous. You mean purity culture? Huh? huh? I think you said period culture. I said, pure, I said purity culture. Oh, yeah, I, said, <laughs> I was like, all right. I mean, period culture. I don't culture. know what that is, but I'm going <laughs> to go on with it. <laughs> You're so Sorry. sweet. Purity culture. Yes. Purity culture, for sure. Um, yeah, I wanna- I- I'm a, I've got, there's purity culture, there's, um, there's just like homophobia mm-hmm. in general. I've got a book here too, written by Tim LaHaye about depression, which is extremely fucked up. Mm-hmm. Just like different stuff about femininity and masculinity. That worldview book is very much about like the supremacy of Christianity yeah. as opposed to other worldviews. So purity culture is kind of the easiest one to go for right. but but there's i'm yeah there's other ones too oh so the one that you just posted um or maybe no maybe it's not your most recent one okay so this one that i want to read is the original text is and the bride wore white mm. <laughs> and um you turn page 99 into remember the power of the tongue the greatest of all sexual organs sexual activity is also confirmed biblically in the song of solomon awakened desires pursue this care so i mean like you turned it into something (laughs) so powerful like and uh, sexy and sexy as fuck (laughs) yeah yeah I wonder what um, what Dana Gresh would be doing if she knew you were doing oh this. Oh my god! This is <laughs> goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> What's this section about? It's about purity. Uh, purity speaks boldly. <laughs> oh my gosh! Is that the? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because that's the 
it was the part of the book where like she's talking about like kind of rules about how to how to like navigate yourself on dates and stuff and so she's yeah anyways it's all about like if you keep this section it's so funny too i mean this stuff this stuff just like cracks me up when it's not like depressing me um it's all about like you know, if you keep talking, then there's not going to be any time for you guys to make out. Like, right? what? Like, this it has oh, a loose God. lip contract. Yeah, loose lip contract. I will. Which also, I feel like she doesn't know what having loose lips means. That means like being a gossip, you know. But she's using it in a different way. What a dummy! <laughs> it's fine. It's, yeah, it is. You know, it is part of my therapy. It also. I also am learning that I have to. I have to like kind of set good boundaries for myself because like obviously like doing this requires re like reading a lot of this stuff because, and so it's hard. Mm. It can be hard to not let it. um, Yeah. Just like bring me down, you know, (laughs) Um, or kind of, or like give me a different set of anxiety, you you know, like guard your heart while you're taking. Yeah. I got to guard that heart. Dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, I've obviously like, I've worked through a lot of shit, but like, mm-hmm. there's still, I mean, I'm kind of call myself recovering for a reason. Like there's still always going to be things that, mm-hmm. um, are stir things up and make me afraid and make me wonder if I'm <sighs> doing the right thing or on the right path or, um, whatever. So, you know, I try to, I try to make these when I'm, in actually like an angry space or like yeah. in a kind of fun space or something like that. Not when I'm like my most vulnerable. And, and I mean, I think this is beautiful and I am going to try and, and do one of these um, for myself. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. There's so many messages, hidden messages today that, um, mm. I am constantly trying to duck and how empowering it would be to sit down with one of those horrible books and like, just, you know, make it, make it what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My goal is to actually, uh, well, so I've, you know, I've got, I've got books here that are from as far back as like the seventies. Then I did one on the preamble of the Nashville statement, the infamous Nashville statement Ugh, bar. from earlier this year. And so I'm trying, you know, I'm also trying to like, you know, it's like the stuff is old and it's like, and it's still on, well, it's here. It's, it's, uh, it's on the Instagram. Where is it? From December 1st. Um, so I changed the, so I, they have a PDF version of the Nashville statement online. And so I printed that out and messed with it. So instead of Nashville statement, it's the nasty little statement. I just, I just cracked, I just cracked myself up. Basically, you're hilarious. Like that's uh, why she's so rich. <laughs> so I can read that one. Um, what it means to be a human being is personal and physical, beautiful and good. This spirit of the unashamed is the way of life and courage. Knowing ourselves is to know who made us. It is foolish to try to make God us. We believe that God's glory is creation, human sexuality in overflowing measure. Um, so my, my goal is to like, I mean, you know, some of this is like old, 
you know, old stuff that we could like write off is like, oh, well, that was 30 years ago. But then there's the Nashville statement, which happened this summer, I think. And then there's like, I want to take apart like all of the different churches um, statements that are like one foot in, one foot out, you know, like the like uh, the Methodist Book of Discipline, for example, is one where, you know, we've got like where um, it's like affirming, but really not affirming. And so bridging the gap between like, like this stuff is all really current and it's tied to all of this old crap that's, mm-hmm. you know, not, none of this is new under the sun, right? Yeah. But it's still ongoing. But you're calling it out and I love it. Well, what kind of responses are you getting from people? Yeah, that's honestly like that's been my favorite part. Like, I don't know if I really have a goal for this stuff other than just like engagement and hearing from people. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I've had like, you know, pastors, kids who are like, who have kind of gone a different way, reach out. I've had, um, just other, you know, poets reach out people, other like queer folks, queer friends, um, strangers, like, um, people who are, I think kind of what you were saying earlier, just like people who are struggling or trying to figure out who they are and where they stand in the middle of some of this stuff. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like it, um, I feel like people have the same reaction to it that I've had, which is that it, it feels really healing. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been good. I, um, that's my favorite thing is just hearing, maybe that's the, it's the extrovert in me again, but just hearing from, from other people. Um, yeah, well, it looks like you're getting a ton of positive responses and, um, yeah. I even see some people following you that aren't necessarily uh, Christian. So mm. you seem to be reaching all kinds of audiences. Um, yeah, I can see it. I can see it going both ways. Um, yeah. You know, which it, uh, which I think is the goal. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Bad I've, theology no, vandalized. What'd you say? Bad theology yeah. vandalized. Vandalized. There you go. Yeah. It's actually the other thing that's been fun is that, um, so I made on Twitter cause there's a Twitter account too. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the Instagram account is definitely more active, but, um, on Twitter, I put out a, uh, an Amazon wish list of like books that I didn't have. And like, I wanted to fuck up. And so Ooh. people have been like sending me stuff, which is like, warms my heart so much it's like incredible it feels very weird to be so excited to get something like why true love waits in the mail (laughs) (laughs) and my roommates are like what the hell is wrong with you (laughs) um and my roommates are queer as fuck too so they're like they're just like i don't really Uh well what's the what's the what's the uh link um to the amazon well I don't know how to tell you how to get to the Amazon wish list, but it's on my Twitter, okay. on the Twitter, which is at Holy Blacked Out in both places. Okay. Um, I've got I've got a good stack going here, and or people. I mean, the other thing that I love even more than that is when people are like, "Wow, like I have this, I have these this pile of books in my room that I like don't want to sell because that means it would still be out in the world, and I like literally want to burn them, but like now I have like a place to send them if I want to." Um, yeah, and it's really cool. So I've had a couple people send me things that have been just like burning a hole on their shelf. Like I really can't wait to see where this goes. 
You don't have to pay. What's what's the tagline? <laughs> hope and freedom for is, hope and freedom for males struggling with homosexuality, or for the or for those who know of someone who is. What a goddamn <laughs> tag! <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Like also, the stuff is just like poorly written. Um, <laughs> so that's for my friend Jesse. He sent that to me. Um, so, yeah, it's just been fun to to engage and and I would love I I am happy to also take um, you know, submissions too. It'd be fun to see what other people um how do come people up. submit to you? Oh, well, take some uh the sorry, submission joke. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I heard it and I was just like, man, I wish I rephrased that. How do people submit to you. It's like, oh my god, that's too much. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can, I mean, people can just, uh, um, you know, DM me or at me or whatever, and I'll send them, um, I can send them my email or whatever. Okay. Uh, at holy blackout. At holy, holy blacked out. Holy yeah. blacked out. Yeah. That's what's up. Oh, yeah. Doing what you're doing. Don't yeah. stop ever. I can't okay. wait to see where this goes. Cause I feel like it's going to be much bigger than it is so far. I just mostly want people to to keep following and spreading the love and and um, engaging. Yeah, I will. It's the most most fun part. So yeah. Thanks, y'all, for listening. I just want to put in a short, tiny plug about our Bible app. Keep us in your prayers. We are almost, almost, almost there. Otherwise, have a wonderful and happy new year, fam. Okay, bye.